0: Hello, Coffee and Combo listeners. It's your host, Liz Bullard. For those of you who are new to Coffee and Combos, welcome. Coffee and Combos is my podcast where I talk with friends, leaders in the community, and just other great conversationalists about things that are happening locally to the Waterbury area and things that are happening globally, and try and make conversations reflect what I'm talking about in my everyday life, and some conversations are more serious and policy-driven, and some are much more silly, like this conversation. This episode, I'm joined by Sam, and she's my college roommate, and we talk politics, specifically Biden's cabinet picks. And while neither of us are experts in this area, we have fun thinking about who are our favorite politicians or leaders and how would they fit in this Biden team. We also talk about leadership qualities and skills. And a lot of our conversation is also around growth and awareness as it relates to leadership and how we have learned about leadership traits and qualities that we might not have otherwise learned about if Donald Trump wasn't our leader and how it forced us to be more aware. And so I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope you remember to add three things to your cup to get you through your day and your week. Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Combos. I'm so glad that you're able to join me again. Thank you
1: so much for having me. It was so much fun, and I'm very excited to do it again.
0: So for those of you listening, I have my college roommate, Samantha Water here, and we are talking about Biden's cabinet. And the last time we had Sam on, we intertwined politics and, and women's issues, Um And I'm really interested to have your take on the presidential cabinet. And listeners, me and Sam are not experts in this area at all. So this is going to be a lot of goofing around and how we would like to see this country go. So maybe our our nominees are spot on and maybe they're not. So are you ready for this, Sam? I'm ready. But before we get there, remind the listeners... Are you a coffee person or a tea person? I like both. Um,
1: coffee in the morning, tea the rest of the day. Pretty, pretty boring in terms of coffee. Just like it just needs to make me not sleepy. Like I'm not fussy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then tea, I'm very particular.
0: mm so like coffee is kind of like practical. So tell me about tea. So like if so like on a day like today, it's kind of like a warm fallish kind of day. What's your go-to cup this afternoon?
1: On a warmish kind of day, I'd probably do an herbal. Mm. Um just maybe a little sugar or just black or not black cuz herbal teas aren't, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh. Just plain. In colder weather, I like strong black tea with a whole bunch of milk in it.
0: Mm. I need to, um, my tea supply is low. So I think tomorrow I might take a drive and like get some teas, but I'm going to do some research today. I'm like, what do I want to buy? I know I have really been into like the black teas in the morning, those nice bold kind of, uh, flavors in the morning. And then, um, mixing in a lot of green teas. So Ooh. I got to up my stash.
1: Yes. I like, um, I don't really like plain green tea, but if it has like a a fruity flavor in it, Mm -hmm. then I'm on board.
0: I think I might grab one. I haven't really had like a fruity flavor. Like there was, I think it was like a a Sia berry type one, green tea. Um, But I think I might try and get one of those tomorrow because I'd like that for the winter. Sounds good. Mm. So listeners, our topic today is the presidential cabinet because... Last time we talked, we touched upon um, Vice President Kamala Harris, and we have, so now they are confirmed, these are our next leaders. And so we figured that we would talk and dabble about what their team is going to look like. And so the presidential cabinet is kind of that, that team that helps to spearhead these next four years. So... We didn't know. So one thing Sam and I were talking about before we hit record was there's some of these, I have no idea what they do, like the Department of Interior. I have no idea what that is and why you need that. <laughs> do you, Sam? Um, No, but it, it's been around for a while. So I guess we do need it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm doing a quick little Google search and come on wikipedia why aren't you giving me just what it is (laughs) okay it seems like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh they're responsible for the management and conservation of most federal land and natural resources oh so not like interior design but like interior land yeah I'm just like, wouldn't that be like with the first lady? She's doing the yeah. decorating and the dishes. Like, I know that's things that they do. Mm-hmm. Or they used to do. We're probably shaking right. these days. Right. Um. Huh. Okay. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so giving a little bit of importance and context here. So some reasons why it's important to know who... Um, these heads are it's like the national security team they hope to help to oversee the intelligence and defense and they spearhead the relationship with our world leaders um those that are on the economic team they help to lead the economy the financial policies trade policies and so i was doing a little research and they also are going to be the ones that help with the rebuilding from COVID. So like determining COVID relief. So that's really important to think about who's in charge of that. And are they being sensitive to what's going on now, whether they're being sensitive to the top 1%. And so these are people that will have the federal resources to shape our lives in our day-to-day life. So Sam, as you kind of dabbled and did some research or just based on your knowledge, what were some of your thoughts about Biden and um, his team that he might put together? Um,
1: Well, it's tricky to say because they haven't settled on anyone yet. So prior to her um, being elected vice president, I would have said Kamala Harris for attorney general. Right?
0: So that's what I was thinking.
1: (laughs) And also, are are we talking like just our dream cabinet in a world without oh, yeah. repercussions of like pulling these people from Congress. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so I would also love Elizabeth Warren for either treasury or education.
0: Stop it. So I put <laughs> Warren for education. I said, because Biden talks a lot about her like education plan and about um, free college and the student loan relief. So mm-hmm. I said, definitely Warren for education. Yeah. And she's like a brilliant economics professor. Absolutely. She was one of the people that had the most detailed plans for whatever issue. So I was definitely, I think that somewhere she needs to be involved in the cabinet.
1: Honestly, Liz, she could probably handle any cabinet position. (laughs) Probably. Maybe not attorney general, because she's not a lawyer, but any of the other ones. Absolutely. Can I
0: give you a silly one? Oh, absolutely. I I would even venture to say we can go as far as, I'll say not fantasy, ooh. Okay, it could be fantasy characters, actors, it could be anyone who just, like, dreamed. (laughs) This isn't that silly.
1: However, President Jimmy Carter for Secretary of Agriculture. Oh. He's very old and probably does not want that job, but I just really like him, (laughs) and he knows
0: about farming. So that, I didn't even think about him. I said Klobuchar because- Oh, right. Midwest. I, yeah. And she's been kind of like, I I, I definitely think the Democratic um, nominees for president, I think that they will have a, or I think it would be interesting to see them having a place within this cabinet. Um, yeah. And I didn't know where to place her, but I th- thought with her being in the Midwest, she would be good for agriculture. Yes. That was just, I, I'm i
1: just obsessed with President Carter because I think he's a really nice guy and he should have gotten a second chance. But <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just like a silly one. I don't know anything about his presi- presidency. I'm just like, he's really nice and
0: he builds houses. <laughs> right? Like, just, yeah. it seems like, just like, he can fix this. He can fix something, yeah. you know, like... He works to to have a stable and um, just a collaborative community. He's out there building houses. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Yeah. And I I think he's a very kind person. And
1: I would, not that um, other people we're talking about aren't, but
0: I think we have seen that that's an important leadership quality. Right. So like, let's talk about that because I think, at least for me, I feel like we don't talk about, personality traits and leadership but I think it's important and I think that when you're going through a crisis such as COVID where there's little sometimes that can be controlled by government or anyone just having that kindness that that empathy of hey it's hard what you're going through and I'm doing all that I can goes a long way right like I was
1: you and I were both pretty young during the the first Bush administration. I want to be mm-hmm. honest, I wasn't really paying attention because I was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, we had some crises under that administration. And I, while I don't agree with his policy choices uh, in reaction to those crises, he was never starting fights with anybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that we have really seen how the words of the president or those in leadership can go very far. We're seeing that when number 45, who's on his way out, (laughs) when he puts his name on people, we're seeing like death threats come to these people. Right. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be crucial who's in leadership.
1: Yeah. And like, I don't want to mince words about this. I hate George Bush, but like, <laughs> it, the tone is important. Mm-hmm. Um, And again, I I was young. I wasn't like reading the newspaper every day, but my, my memories of that time were never about a person like <laughs> just chaotic. Well, mm-hmm. it was a little chaotic, but
0: Mm hmm. It's just. Every president has issues that people are torn on, Mm -hmm. but with Trump, it's just very divisive because it's like he cuts at the core of, of people. It's like you don't just do one policy thing that's controversial. You just continue on this path without listening to people or reason or just having a motive. I can't think of a single
1: thing that wasn't controversial. And that's a, that's unusual.
0: You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he should appeal to some, everyone at some point, like something should hit on someone, but it's just like, no.
1: <laughs> right. And I also, every time I talk about this with someone, I'm like, I need you to understand that this is not a partisan thing. Like, am mm-hmm. not, upset with the president because he's a republican i'm upset because he's doing an awful awful job and like if if i tend to vote democrat but like if a democrat president did all of this stuff i'd be
0: equally furious absolutely and that's like the weird thing is that he he, it's just he does things that are very unique to him i feel like if any other president did that this we would definitely have a lot of problems we would definitely be like like what other president can get impeached in the house and not in the senate like
1: right oh it's uh this has been such a weird (laughs) a weird era
0: (laughs) it, it, it is it is and i think that's why like again prior to this presidency even learning about the cabinet and things like that, it, it was foreign to me. I didn't even realize the transition for uh, the candidate into presidency started so early because we haven't had such a desperate need for leadership. I
1: didn't either. And I also didn't realize that you're like part of being a citizen in a, or not even a citizen, but part of being a participant in a representative democracy is you're supposed to call your Congress members. oh i have to do work (laughs) like like, that's their job they're literally supposed to hear from you and like they tell you that in civics classes but not like you're kind of like oh okay and you memorize it for the test but then you never think
0: oh i have to call senator so-and-so today about this bill I I think in like with education in general, I think that if it was more, how does this affect your everyday life? And I think that the presidency seemed so um, not connected to everyday life, but then we really saw how it affected everyday citizens, whether it was with um, racial injustice, health care, I mean, just everything. Right. Um, that this man touches, it's like it crumbles.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm really glad you said that because I assumed I felt that way because I I live over here in white person world. But, <laughs> but I'm I'm glad to know that's more universal. That people it, it is
0: thinking about these things day to day. Hmm. I I think prior to COVID, everyone got to be numb to a lot of things because you're your time was just caught up in survival. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like you have an opportunity to pay attention and be more involved because our lack of distraction has diminished. Mm -hmm. And we're depending on federal aid for things like relief for hospitals or so our kids can have PPE and stuff in schools. And there was all this stuff that seemed like it was up to the state, but you're seeing when the federal government is not, In order, it just everything is is a domino effect, right? Or like,
1: our I'm I live in Rhode Island. I know you know that. I'm just letting everybody know. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Our governor, she gets so much criticism. And first off, I'm like, she's not doing these things to inconvenience you. It's it's so you don't die. Mm -hmm. Like first, please grasp that. She's not just like, how can I annoy my constituents? Um, And secondly, she's flying without any federal assistance. Mm. Like, I don't think she's pulled this off perfectly, but I shouldn't have to expect her to,
0: like, completely by herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think even in like some of the the tapes during like the summer in the early part where we heard the president condemning governors for um being taking precautions and just seeing that dynamic um like I wouldn't even want to work in that type like imagine like you go to work and your boss is condescending he's yelling at you like it's a hostile environment on top of the pressure you already have to do so again I think that leadership is more important than we give it credit for. Yeah. I uh, do not work
1: for the government in any sense, but Mm -hmm. I felt like I was living in a hostile environment. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like day after day you read. I'm like, Oh, I'll sit down in the morning and take half an hour and read the news. And then four hours have gone by because stuff just doesn't (laughs)
0: keep happening. I know. Like, even like with The the president, you know, like we have a a new president elect, and it's still like you're waiting for the news to get normal. And it was normal (laughs) for a little bit, and then it was just like, why won't he concede? Then it's like it's another way he's trying to steal the presidency, and it's just this rabbit hole of information. Right. Um. And you're just like, where's the normal? Even when it's like, oh, they threw the
1: lawsuits out. I'm like, why are there lawsuits? I'm tired. (laughs)
0: It's like when are we just going to be okay?
1: Yeah. Um and I'm I'm not naive to the fact that a Biden presidency isn't going to just magically fix everything, but I would mm-hmm. like be able to go a few days without reading the
0: news. You know what? And I I'm glad you say that because while Biden will be a relief from a lot of things that are just like extra, just like just extra in general. <laughs> it he does not fix everything the people he puts in charge do not fix everything there are still structural things um human things just you know th- there is a there's a lot that still needs to be fixed even after him yeah. um but i think we really see how those in leadership highlight w- how how much work still needs to be done
1: yeah and also how much work the government actually does like i didn't mm-hmm. There's, like, all these regulations that have been changed that I didn't even know about.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. We were supposed to be picking cabinet people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I like where this kind of diverged, and it's going to circle back, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Side note, as you bring that up, circling way back to Klobuchar, I did not know that she... um, was a, uh, as a Senate member, she was um, on the, she was a member of the Senate Agricultural Committee and she worked to craft the 2018 Farm Bill. Oh, this rings a bell. It was about supporting homegrown energy, conservation programs, and it's a safety net for farmers and ranchers in the Minnesota farming. Mm-hmm. So I think definitely Klobuchar for agriculture. So yeah. just wanted to sure <laughs> up my pick <laughs> with facts. <laughs> I was gonna say, like in fantasy world,
1: my best friend President Jimmy Carter, but like in reality, she's probably she's probably got it.
0: I, I want Carter to retire. Like come on, like you build enough houses, just just retire.
1: <laughs> like just have dinner in your house.
0: You know what I mean? So that you probably old. built brick by brick. <laughs>
1: He did build his own house, Ch- Ch- Carter. <laughs> he, he and um, Rosalind have lived there for like a bajillion years since he built it. Mm. Anyway, so, so le-
0: let me ask you, what are your thoughts on Bernie Sanders? Where, where would you put him, and do you think he fits in Biden's cabinet?
1: Um, I like Senator Sanders' spirit. Mm-hmm. Um and i kind of like that he's a a wild card kind of congressman but i don't know that he likes rules <laughs> which, which i love when there are 49 other senators but i'm like if you're the secretary of the thing you got to get stuff done
0: you know <laughs> i put him on energy Oh, that's- because I know he has a lot to do with the, the Green New Deal, and I don't exactly know all of like the stipulations of that, but I know it's involved in revolted, like em- energy and climate. Yeah. Um. But everything you said is true. I don't know how effective he would be, but I want him just because he's so controversial and such a wild card. Yeah. Um. I feel like I I just want Biden's cabinet to be progressive and aggressive in their policies and in making history because i feel like if you have your vp as kamala harris you gotta go big that's that's fair i think um
1: senator sanders would be okay in labor too because he's very Mm. big on the um living what's it called living wage and or um, yeah all that all that jazz or definitely somebody for labor who has been in a
0: union oh that's i feel like and like a lot of my picks that i chose were all democrats but i feel like having a mix of democrats and republicans and and independents if possible in his cabinet would be interesting as well so i'll say someone who's a republican for labor
1: oh that's interesting see i would not put like Not to say there isn't a Republican out there who could do that job, but my, and perhaps this isn't fair, but my (laughs) perception of um, Republican senators is that they're all, like, big money people, and I know that that's not true, because we have to all um, encounter these biases within ourselves, but I would not have gone Republican for labor. What are... Uh, who was your energy? Oh, you Sanders for energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, who is one of my senators. Mm-hmm. He's really big on, um, like fossil fuel companies being sneaky and lobbying. hmm So I would have, um, probably picked him.
0: Mm. Who did you think of, if anyone, for veteran affairs? Oh, my goodness.
1: What's her name? Maisie Hirono? Is that
0: who I'm thinking of?
1: Or let me just Google
0: that real quick. Senator Maisie Hirono of Hawaii. From? Oh. Why her? Um... She's 72 years old. She looks fantastic. She does. Can we talk about
1: Dr. Anthony Fauci? Oh, let's talk about
0: Fauci. Somebody,
1: not about, not even politically, but I was like, he's he's how old? Yeah, I love Fauci though. Yeah, he can be uh, the pick for health and human
0: services. Oh, I didn't even think and think about that. You know who I put for that? I put um, Alexandra Ocasio.
1: Oh, sure. <laughs> no, I, I heard about you. We'll bounce you. <laughs> I really like her, but I was like, oh, she's so good. And I know we said we weren't going to worry about this, but I was like, she's so good in the house.
0: She should stay in the house. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, what? it was one of those, it was like, Again, totally fantasy pick. You know, she's only, this would be her second term she's going into. So, like, it's probably unlikely. But because she's so passionate about just people in general, I feel like she can really, like, hold um, people to the fire and really ensure that we have some really great policies that are universally fair not just for those that are in poverty but those that are middle class and upper class and just really having those policies that um, help to support people she might be good in labor too Mm. okay I wasn't
1: I wasn't thinking Senator Hirono I was thinking Tammy Duckworth
0: these names Duckworth she is a disabled veteran. Stop. Really? Mm-hmm. So, you know who I put? I put Pete Budajaj. Mayor Pete. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I put Mayor Pete there because I feel that. Oh, I they, forgot I feel he was in the services. He, he was in the service. Yeah. And I feel like. This pick has to be again, I want to it into you know go big or go home, mm-hmm. and so it needs to be a woman or I feel with Pete being the first yeah. um candidate who is out about his sexuality and a veteran could be a good pick, but I'm also down with a disabled woman veteran,
1: yes. Let me just make sure that she is disabled and I am not, in fact, thinking. About that be... <laughs> uh, having my own disability, that would be very embarrassing.
0: <laughs> oh, she was the first female double, double amputee from the war.
1: Yes, that is her. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I get Wikipedia has just informed me that she was the director of the Illinois Department of Veterans Affairs.
0: Oh, so I'm sorry, Mayor Pete, we might have to go with Tammy on this one. Yeah. And she's fr- was born in Thailand, I think I saw.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Oh, she was in office under the um, Obama administration.
1: Oh, she's a senator. Yes, she's a senator. Okay. Sometimes I, I do some volunteer activism work and all these names run together, which is why I almost forgot who Tammy was.
0: Um. It's a, a lot of people. Like I didn't realize, like, again, you think of like, okay, you have the president, the mayor, the senator, the governor. Okay, that's it. But like, there's so many people that help this country run. And it's just like, oh, wow. Like, where have you been? What have you been doing? And I don't think we would have known all of this or I, I wouldn't have been like so driven to like know who these people are and what they're doing if it wasn't for the bad job of the president. <laughs> the whole the whole cabinet's not great. <laughs> I had higher hopes for Ben Carson for HUD um like he yeah. came from poverty to and I'm like come on Carson um let's um, see okay let's talk about education let's go who's going to do education? Oh, wait, no, we, started. we talked about Warren, yeah. but I also wanted to talk about, his. so Biden's wife, who's going to be first lady, mm-hmm. is also an educator.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: But I kind of, like, in fantasy world, if we're going really fantasy, I would really like to see her with education. Yeah,
1: but I don't think they're allowed to do that, or if, even if you're technically allowed, you probably shouldn't.
0: Right, like, she's going to
1: be busy, so we'll keep yeah. Warren there. Um, And, like, we just went through, like, nepotism hell. Like, I don't want to be putting spouses in cabinet positions.
0: What about, uh, we talk about HUD a little bit. And so I put our senator here in Connecticut, Senator Murphy, because I felt like we needed a hometown favorite uh, somewhere. And um, I was reading something, and they were, like, he, they, they had put him for, like, veterans affairs or no. I think it was like veterans affairs that they said that he might've been a good pick for, but I'm going to go with HUD because he's been trying to do a lot of policies around, um, I would say just good common sense, human policies that are fair and equitable to people. Right. And housing
1: is really important because without that, you, without that like stable base, all of your other life things are not going to coalesce.
0: hmm Absolutely. Who do you think would be good for HUD? I mean, this is kind of like a, a hard one.
1: Um, my favorite house builder, President Jimmy Carter. <laughs> oh, he would. He'd would. He'd be great there.
0: <laughs> he really would.
1: Yeah, but that's a joke because he's very elderly and needs to rest. Um, but
0: we we, ha- we can put fantasy picks in. Okay. We can put fantasy picks. So I think that that would work.
1: I don't know much about HUD. I I sort of exhausted all
0: the congress people I know. Like <laughs> um, this was a hard one because I know again it's a lot of like housing and I know like after COVID, my biggest concern is the housing crisis, especially what people whether from renters or homeowners are are going to be in a very difficult spot. Mm -hmm. And so I think it needs to be someone who's willing and able to have aggressive policies um, that are supportive of just different housing opportunities so people can be stable. And to, like, um, acknowledge housing as a right, I think, is important. Mm, I love that. It, it, It absolutely is. It's one of our basic needs if we're talking about, like, the psychology of, you know, Maslow and hierarchy of need, you know, like without stable housing without food yeah. without these securities mm-hmm. um it just has a domino effect that is is crippling for people
1: yeah and like if you don't have an address you can't get an id and without an id you can't mm-hmm. do anything mm-hmm. can i plug a really cool um like a non-profit a really cool nonprofit? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah spread the vote what's spread the vote tell us spread the vote um so they work to get people IDs pretty much. And their little blurb says, at Spread the Vote, we work every day to ensure that people have what they need to vote. 77% of the people we work with have never voted before and 100% of our clients cannot vote without us. So mm-hmm. they basically work to get people IDs, but it doesn't just result in voting access. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you need an ID for
0: most things. So whether it's employment, I mean, it can be very um, healthcare, you know, like when you're going to a the doctor, they want to see your ID. It, I mean, it can be um, difficult if you don't have an ID. So they're a very cool organization. Just wanted thank to throw
1: that in there. there. Well, thank you for that. You are welcome. May I circle back to um, Senator Tammy Duckworth for a moment? Absolutely. We do not currently have a cabinet position for disability affairs, but Mm-mm. I think there should be one Oh, because, and I didn't know this and you would think I would have found this in my life sometime because I have been living with a disability since I was about 12. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to just re- describe that real quick? Sure, that I- absolutely. So I have something called spinal muscular atrophy type 3, um, which is the less advanced version of this particular disease. Um, so what that looks like in me is that I, I'm i ambulatory, I can walk, but I have trouble with stairs, I can't run or jump. Um, like if I decide to sit on the floor, getting up from the floor is like a whole thing. Um... <laughs> So I just wanted to throw that out there. So people, when I talk about my disability in this conversation, people know what I'm, what I'm living with. I'm mm-hmm. totally fine. It doesn't affect my quality of life. Um, but there are certain things I have to pay attention to in politics world, like um, Medicare, Medicaid expansion, mm-hmm. and um, disability benefits and SSI and all that kind of stuff. And there currently isn't a cabinet position for that. And um, you would think I would have known this living more than half my life with this muscle disorder, but um, 20% of people living in America have a disability, whether physical or developmental or what it, whatever it may be. But that's a huge percentage. Mm-hmm. And we still kind of all think of it as like, Oh, that's just non-existent. Yeah, yeah. Non-existent at worst, or, oh, that's not a thing many people have to deal with. And that's like one, that's one fifth of America.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I i love that you, you, you said that you are living with this because I, we forget sometimes in politics that we elect these people Because we are all living with something, we all have issues that we're passionate about because they impact our our day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. And these people should be diverse so that they speak for all these voices. Like Biden can't speak for everyone, which is why he references a lot how Kamala Harris is there to help him see the other sides and make sure he's not biased. You have all these people that are in these cabinet positions to say, hey, we need funding over here because we have this going on with this population. And if government really is to work correctly, we need to, I think, stop thinking about it as party and as people. And these people need to be diverse and not just represent the party.
1: I agree. And also not even... um... Like, I'm so sorry. Every time you have me on, my thoughts just like jumble and I'm like, blah, 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 It's not a problem. But like, it's important for some people in government to be like, hey, this thing that you didn't know existed needs to be addressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure there's like disability stuff under the health and human services umbrella, mm-hmm. but let's give it
0: its own cabinet department. You know, I I think so. I think that it's an important issue enough that it needs to be researched and highlighted and policies dictated around it. And I'm sure, you know, people are probably like, well, that's under health and human services or housing and human development or blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But to give it its own own cabinet really says you are present here and you get to be included here, not like you're an afterthought yes and
1: like your um it's an interesting thing cuz if you hang out in like disability community online spaces some pe and i can't speak for everybody obviously but some people and also i don't have a strong feeling about it but some people get like testy about the word special needs cuz they're mm. like just because they're not your needs doesn't mean mm-hmm. they're extra needs Mm. Like they are, I heard, mm, um, essential to me.
0: Mm-hmm. I heard someone refer to, um, instead of disabled, they said differently abled. I don't love that. I'll be I don't love that. Tell me why. Because,
1: um... Disability is not something offensive that needs to be avoided or worked around. It's just Mm. something that happens. Mm. So like we don't have to
0: euphemize
1: it. You can just say disabled. It's fine.
0: Mm. So really it's not the word. It's your perception of the word. Yeah. And people need to not feel like it needs to be softened because it's not a problem. Right. Like, got you got you so interesting like when I meet people and
1: they see me get up and they're like oh what's happening and so I give a brief explainer and I'm like oh this is just fine I I have this thing and they're like oh I'm really sorry like well first of all I didn't catch it from you you didn't (laughs) Also, (laughs) like you don't nobody has to feel bad about this I'm totally
0: okay (laughs) Mm mm-hmm that's like a whole, I'm like trying not to go into the rabbit hole, but like just language and how we speak. is like a whole nother episode that we're definitely going to have to do, whether it's about gender, um, race, sexuality, yeah. disability. Like we have these things, words that words are perfectly fine, but sometimes we're afraid to use them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole now, yeah, but awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> As we bring this to a close, we have we kind of touched on AG, um, which is Attorney General, and Kamala Harris. But she's the VP. Mm-hmm. Who I, I didn't know. I have like a blank spot. Who would Who would do that? Who would do the AG?
1: <laughs> you said that like, why would you ever take this job? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, th- well, they have to be a lawyer, and I can't think of any.
0: That's what I was stuck on. I was just like, I I don't know. Like, I was like, okay, Michelle Obama and Barack Obama, but I would rather have Obama be the Secretary of State because they have a lot to do with um, those foreign affairs. And I feel like you need to have someone there to rebuild and repair the relationships that Trump has just shredded with a cheese grater right so yeah. you need to have someone that's sensitive mm-hmm. and he's just like a friendly
1: guy <laughs> right um which right. is important to diplomacy right you don't want you don't want to be like kim jong-un is ugly and dumb like oh
0: <laughs> that's the last person you should
1: say those things to
0: you know what i mean so I- i'm gonna put obama for secretary of state i, I don't know if he wants to get back in the game, but yeah, I don't know Hillary, if allowed. Well, hi, well, Hillary was Secretary of State. Oh, oh well, Hillary. she 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 well, was never she, president, though. She
1: was just yeah. a governor, Congressperson.
0: Yeah. So I don't know, but he's my fantasy pick for age. Okay, so I'm gonna use my fantasy pick for AG. Okay. Uh, the my cousin Vinny. <laughs> I co- he he's he's my pick I don't know who else to pick so he is my pick and my I'm cousin. going to pick Marissa
1: Tomei's character in that movie for secretary of automobiles
0: <laughs> well there's a transportation department so she's in transportation oh my how could I forget transportation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listeners this was an all-over conversation, but I loved it. I hope you enjoyed it. Sam, I hope you had fun. I did. Um, we definitely have to do this again. I, um, I'm I'm reading some articles and it sa- said that, you know, we could hear about Biden's picks for cabinet the week of uh, Thanksgiving. Um, and so... I'm interested to see how off or how on we were, um, how aggressive he is with his policies. Well, I'm pretty sure we were dead wrong on at least a few. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't want my cousin Vinny for an AG?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Sam, as we bring this to the close, I ask you and my listeners to think of three things that they're adding to their cup to get them through their day and their week. And as you think of your answers, I'll give you mine. So I think the first thing I'm adding to my cup is hope. Um, I'm very hopeful that we are going to have normalcy or I don't even want to say normalcy, but a a better future. Um, I don't think what we were all doing before was all that normal. It was just trying to survive, but I have hope that there is going to be better Um, I'm adding more awareness of government, of just life in general, of how everything is intertwined and how to be a better human to others. And I'm definitely putting laughter in my cup after this um, (laughs) conversation, um, which I hope we all are experiencing as um, COVID still is out there and as holidays might be a little difficult and um, sensitive as, you know, some of the people that... We wish were there, are no longer there. And so I'm at hoping that you are adding laughter to your cup. And so that's my three, laughter, awareness, and hope. Sam, what are you adding? Those are beautiful. Thank I'm, you. I'm going
1: to do kind of a frivolous one first, which mm-hmm. is to get my laundry done because I hate it mm-hmm. and I always feel better when it's done. Mm. And also my mom is like, please get your stuff out of the washing machine. <laughs> Oh, what else? What else? I am also going to add laughter because it's one of my favorite things. Mm. Um. And I know in, in times like this, people are like, some people are like, this is no time to be laughing. And I'm like, well, you have to, or you're going to just collapse.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um. It's my third thing. I'm going to steal hope from you and just say, hope that
0: everybody has a safe holiday season. I love it. Sam, you do the same. Have a wonderful holiday. Listeners, you have a wonderful holiday. Um, and and again, even as we approach Thanksgiving and even on that, check in with yourself and see what is it that you need and, and try to add that to your cup. Um, take care, Sam, and be well. Thank you so much. You too
1: www. cavalrymanlywoods.co.uk